Today on the show, your customer is the hero, plus the two archetypes of marketers and which one you should be. All this and more on this episode of Recur Now. From my remote setup, it's Abby Sullivan on Monday, May 11th. A beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, notable numbers from a week in your B2B SaaS index. When wrapping the data for last week, we saw a substantial increase in percent change for MRR loss, up from 1.36% on Thursday to 9.13% on Friday. So we wanted to take a minute to give you context on these findings. The increase comes from our control of weekly seasonality which means every point on the chart reflects the total change over its last seven days. For example, the May 7th point includes all changes from April 30th through May 7th. We do this so we can virtually ignore the effects of weekends, during which there are minimal signups and churn. Since there is substantial churn at the beginning of each month, and we include the first day of the month in the next seven days worth of data points, we can come to expect this MRR loss to change significantly mid-month. Be sure to check your subscriber newsletter each day for the full data rundown. And now, your headlines. Today, we're eyeing Mayur Gupta, Chief Marketing Officer over at Freshly, who took to LinkedIn to post about the archetypes of marketers and what type you must be to get a seat at the table. First up... Type A. This is the marketer with a brand and creative background, a passion, and a path to building a purpose-driven brand. Type B. Someone with a data, performance, and growth background who brings a passion for media, KPIs, growth levers, and driving user growth. But for us to get a seat at the board table, Mayor claims we need to become Type C, a hybrid of the two. And quite frankly, it's no longer a choice not to be. Here's where he says the bar is at. You must ground the company in a core mission and purpose. You need to be the strongest advocate for the customer, an orchestrator of the brand, and a flag bearer of the culture both in and outside. You need to be someone who can build emotional and functional connections. You need to know your data and you can measure its impact. Know the channels, know their thresholds, understand experiments, and set learning agendas. You need to understand CAC, LTV, retention, and churn rates, and the list goes on. So he says it's time we all laddered up because the bar is high. And we know this to be true, especially in subscription marketing. It's a different beast than any of its kind because you've cultivated a loyal group of repeat customers. You're not sending them on their way once a purchase is made. We're facing challenges with things like credit card failures, analytics, and pricing reiterations. Subscription marketing is constantly evolving, and the marketing roles in it are as well. A big piece of the puzzle lies in staying in touch with customer behavior and working to acquire and retain valuable customers in order to launch a highly successful subscription marketing offering. If you check out Mayor's post, you'll see copious replies in the thread. But I want to know what my audience thinks is the next best archetype for marketers. I am in full agreement that we need to be more agile and all-knowing than our previous generation of marketers. But I want to learn from you. Send me your thoughts on this one to abby at recurnow.com or reply directly to Mayor's post. I will link to it in your subscriber newsletter. Now, we revisit a golden rule I stand behind. Nailing it in the B2B content marketing space is all about quality. And we found a blog post by Tracy Wallace that celebrates just that and plays by the rules because this is one of the best marketing blog posts I've seen to date. The companies that do content right, like Moz for SEO or Conversion XL for conversion rate optimization, Tracy points out, don't just educate professionals of all ages and skill levels. They also drive a significant increase in sales for the businesses that invest in these blogs. And we know a solid content marketing strategy 
increases sales, brand awareness, and trust for the companies that create it. When comparing overall growth rates between companies deploying a content strategy with those who aren't, the content companies are seeing roughly 30% higher growth rates than the folks not leveraging content marketing. And when you get down to the basics, it's all psychological, says Tracy, and a lot of it comes down to knowing your customer. You should be asking yourself thoughtful questions. For example, when this IT executive drops her kids off at school in the morning, and is heading into work, what is it that she is most worried about? What is she using this time in the car to try and think through and solve? And what is the root fear about that problem? And then your goal? Aim to create content that solves that problem. Content that helps that customer sleep better at night. That will be the winning combination. I will link to Tracy's full piece in your subscriber newsletter. And if you're not already in the camp that content marketing has proven its place, we have two episodes of our show, The Profit Will Report, that dig into data from thousands of subscription businesses and tens of thousands of subscription consumers to prove its effectiveness. I will link to those in your subscriber newsletter if you're interested in digging in. And today in events, I'm taking you back to last week when our very own Peter Zotto, ProfitWell GM, sneaker fanatic, and monetization master hung out with Poya Askui on his new podcast, Uncharted and Eclectic. Poya says the goal of Uncharted and Eclectic is to allow a space for some of the most brilliant individuals in the business to tell their stories. He's found that many of these great people got where they are by diving into the unknowns or the uncharted, and they often ventured in not-so-conventional, often eclectic ways. In it, Peter chats with Poya about what he's learned helping scale ProfitWell why he puts a strong emphasis on communication and feedback, why it's more important than ever to focus on value selling, and why he's more Pete Carroll than Bill Belichick when it comes to leadership and management. Here's a clip from their conversation, but I will link to the full episode in your subscriber newsletter. There's no romance in startups. Uh, and I think I, I think that that's something that I probably wish that I had known early on. There is this like false sense of, um, or at least there was when I got into it in you know, pre-20, you know, 2000, I guess this was 2005. But there's always this like, oh, it's, it's super sexy to go be a part of a startup or, or found a company, find a company, start a company, whatever. Um, the reality is like, it's hard. And for the most part, it kind of sucks. Um, you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with high emotions. You're dealing with high stress. You're dealing with, um, you know, uh, most people that don't necessarily you know, sort of understand what you're going through. Um, and, and it's not as romantic as you, as you might find. Um, so I think I wish that somebody had explained like, Hey, here are the reasons why you don't want to be a part of a startup. And I, I sound t- typically pretty cynical about this. Um, and I try to explain that when I, when I interview people, like, here's the reason why you don't want to join the company because, because it's really hard. Um, and in order to be successful, I think you have to work really hard. You have to make a ton of sacrifices. And if you're not ready for that, the emotional toll that that takes, the physical toll that that takes on your body, um, you're going to be in for a, a hell of a ride. Um, the flip side there, of course, is like, hey, the, the you're climbing this mountain that hopefully has a has a top, has a peak, and that's not necessarily a liquidity event as a lot of people think about it, but it's really like being part of something that that's bigger than yourself, right? Be, building something that has tangible impact on the world that you did with people that you liked, um, people that you respect, people that you learn from, people that are smarter than you, um, and you 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 put something out there and something came back, whether that's a network of customers or advisors or just people in the industry that that respect you because of what you were able to do, that's worth a lot. 
And today's featured user is Hunt a Killer, the murder mystery subscription box. You heard it right. The Hunt a Killer team drops you and your social distancing partners in the middle of a murder mystery. It's a totally immersive game told over the course of six episodes or boxes. Each is filled with different clues and physical items, such as autopsy reports and witness statements. They really don't mess around. With it, you will use clues to solve the ongoing murder mystery and see if you can catch that killer. It's almost like walking into a thriller novel or living and breathing a scary movie. And hey, what better time than a global pandemic to get started with this one? I will link to all the details you need in your subscriber newsletter. And there you have it, your Monday roundup. Be sure to check back here tomorrow for more. And remember, we're launching a weekly version of Recur Now, a newsletter with the best in each week's news. If you want in on that, reply to me at abbyatrecurnow.com and I'll get you on the list. This has been a Recur Studios production, the fastest growing subscription network out there. If you find use for this show, subscribe for more like it at profitwell.com slash recur. 